Well, you tried it just for once, find it all right for kicks. But now you find out that it's a habit that sticks on your own orgasm addict. Your orgasm addict. Hey, everybody, it's 6 o'clock. Welcome to the open mic contest. Are you a judge? You're a real person? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, you're a real person. That means you have a soul. So there's a there's a clipboard and a pen, and there's the list of comedians that you're going to see tonight, and you're going to vote for them. And it's weird tonight because they're, like, not here yet, all of them, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and entertain you and warm you up until they get here. So I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Clap it up for me. Yay. Our official judges are here. You can't vote for me. I'm on every show anyways. I produce all the shows. I'm just going to warm you up for all these lovely comedians. Uh, today, this has been, today was a really crazy day. First, I saw two pigeons fucking, which was weird because all birds have cloacas, which means how does the pigeon know if it's a boy girl, a boy pigeon or a girl pigeon? Are pigeons just super rapey? And I thought about ducks, and I was like, ducks are super rapey, because they all have cloacas, and this is a no-duck venue. No rape. Things have been weird. I've been high all day. That's fun. Uh, I, no, I haven't, I'm having a great day. I got, to, I got to have sex yesterday. I haven't done that in a long time. Yay! I came so hard, I thought I had an epileptic seizure. It was, it was pretty fucking intense, and then I felt the need to buy him a sandwich. Which is weird. It's a strange trope because usually women get food first and then they have sex with men. But we had the sex first and then I felt the need to buy him a sandwich. I was like, what is... Feminism is real, everybody, I guess. I don't know. Orgasm. Will orgasm for food. That's a, that would be a clever sign if you were questionably housed in San Francisco. Will orgasm for food. That's like free hugs from old men. When they have the sign, like the old hippie dudes are like, free hugs. It's like, oh, sweetheart, nobody wants to hug you. <laughs> Unless you've got weed. Then, then, then let's hug it out. You like weed? Weed smokers? Hell yeah. You like weed? Yeah, I love weed. I love weed so much. It's a strange, I made some pot coffee today. It's a, that's, a, that's a strange combination, the, the, the weed speed that I'm on. Have you ever smoked so much weed that you forget how your own shower works? <laughs> it's hot, it's cold. I've been living in this place for 13 years and it's like Airbnb being in my own home. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> Paying a lot of money for this place. Why is there cat litter on the floor? No, I was so high this morning when I was in the shower, I started thinking like, oh no, I could fall down. I'm an old lady. And then I started thinking about how many people die in the shower. And then I thought, why do they make tubs out of slippery things? Why don't they make some kind of tub where you don't fall down? It's super slippery. And then you're putting soap on and it gets slipperier. And then you put one leg up and it's like, I'm balancing on the... No one else has fear in the shower. You don't get so high that you're paranoid. I actually had to sit down today. That's how high I was. <laughs> I was washing my hair. Just like sit, wash. And then I was like, God, should I stand up or is this too dangerous of a moment? Why is it so slippery? 
They should make a, I know. And then I sit there and think, am I the smartest person alive? Like, and I'm like, well, I smoke way too much weed to be the smartest person alive. But I, I feel super smart when I smoke weed. Especially when I make, and then I make weed coffee. And I'm like, why has no one made this? How am I the smartest person alive? I smoke so much weed. I bought a pound and the girl I bought it from was like, oh, girl, you're going to start slanging this shit? And I was like, this is personal usage. I'm not even kidding you. I have a pound. I'm almost halfway through it. And it hasn't even been. I smoke a lot of weed. All right. Do you two judges feel warm? Cool. Because we have your first two comedians who are here. Uh, Basically, what's going to happen is that you're going to watch all the comics. They do four minutes. There'll be a horn at three minutes. Wow. And then you figure out, you just, you can, you can judge them in any way you want. You can put hearts or stars or whatever you want. And at the very end, you'll just turn in your list to me. And even if you have to leave early, whatever, just pick your favorite people. You can circle them, whatever. Um, you're very important tonight. You are. Uh, hey, clap your hands together for your first comedian of the night. Very funny young man. His name is Jay Stewart. Yay! Thank you, thank you. Give it up for Pam, she washed her hair today. Yeah. No, wait, I'll just take it off. How's everybody doing today? Good, cool, cool, cool. I got some old jokes, bringing them back, slash new jokes, whatever. I'm just kind of testing some stuff out. Uh, Did you guys, like, sign up for the, when you guys got the vaccine, did you sign up? So that you could get a text message when you would get like, like uh, whenever you'd get your shot or your spot in place. It was like the closest thing I'll ever get to getting my letter at Hogwarts. You know, <laughs> um, I uh, I took a picture of my dick with a portrait mode on, and uh, it uh, it just ended up looking like a flesh-colored Hitachi wand. But damn, was that lighting great? You know. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I think about winning the lottery a lot, like a kind of like a fantasy of mine. Uh, but honestly, it's like, it's a pretty lame fantasy. I, I hire lawyers. I, I pay off debts, you know, like a boundless uh, amount of imagination. And I pick one with lawyers and Sally Mae, you know, like I could do anything and I'm sitting there signing documents like, oh, um, I uh, started a new workout routine. It's called low intensity interval training. It's lit. <laughs> oh man! I mean, all, all it really is is when I run out of weed, I have to walk to the dispensary. <laughs> that's that's the interval there, and I I kind of just keep on doing that. Um, uh, aliens are real though. Apparently, I've been watching a lot more alien documentaries. Apparently, it's all real. Everything we know, Roswell to Ratatouille, it's all real, everybody. Um, the, the OG fake news. Who would have thought conspiracy theories, the fake news before fake news? This mean, You know what this means, though? This means that like nine out of 11 seasons of X-Files are based on a true story. <laughs> 
So that means, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping at least half of the Alien movies are based on a true story as well. Um, I don't know. Uh, do I have more stuff? I, wow, I blew through that so quickly. Wow, that's awesome. Um, winning the lottery. Lit. Vaccine. I had a joke... There was a headline I read. This was like from a couple months ago, but it seemed relevant, so I wanted to like bring it up again, see see where I was going with that. But the headline was the US sends reinforcements for Afghanistan withdrawal. And I was like, that's kind of like when you're on a social media fast and you still need to check TikTok for the news. Um and uh, look at that! I'm a, I'm I'm growing up, Pam. That didn't scare me this time. Wow! This is like I think this is the first mic. Usually I'm all flustered and like my pages are crumpling. Um. All right. Well, I'll give this a minute just because I want to talk about uh, uh, anxiety medication. Um. So you guys know how they like test anxiety medication is uh like in the lab they uh get rats and they spend them upside down by their skin <laughs> and and the amount that they flail like if they're flailing a lot that means that they're experiencing anxiety and if they're not that means they're not experiencing anxiety i don't i just think that's like a crazy sacrifice that everybody that takes anxiety medication, you know i i'm fine a million rats for one xanax that's cool with me like um yeah, that's all my time for now. Thank you so much. Your first comedian of the night, Jay Stewart. Yay! Absolutely. There's that one rat that's like, I love roller coasters. And he has no anxiety whatsoever. He's just like, spin me around in the centrifuge. It's so fun. Like, looking forward to it, pressing the button. If I was to be a rat, I'd want to be one of those cocaine rats where they're like, do they like the cocaine? Do they keep it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's be the rat that I would be. Uh, hey, your next comedian, what a funny lady. Put your hands together, everybody, for Gaula Finman. Yay. Happy Friday, Mutiny Radio. So happy to be here. Just ran here from the BART. Most exercise. That was not interval training. That was high intensity training because I wanted to make my spot and I made it. Um, so I'm Gaula. I feel like I haven't met a lot of you yet. Hi, I'm Gaula. Um, when I moved to California, people were like, oh, did you get that name at a festival? <laughs> is that your Burning Man name? <laughs> no, actually, um, my Burning Man name is Taylor. <laughs> Blending in for a week, how exotic. <laughs> but I, everything about me just like stands out. The hair, the whole thing, take it in. This guy came up to me after a show to buy me a drink and he's like, this is his line. He's like, I don't know if I can call you pretty or handsome. I'm like, okay, I think the, the gender neutral word you're looking for, sir, is tall. <laughs> That's it, that's the whole deal, right? He doesn't know what to do with it. I'm six feet tall. I got a strong chin, yeah? And all my curves are in my elbows. Woohoo! <laughs> and he, that was his thing, uh, pretty or handsome. But I, actually, like, I recently got put on a show for, because I get, like, misgendered a lot, for uh, a transgender day of visibility show. He's the only cisgendered person on the show. But I just took the stage time and the money, because uh, <laughs> it was a cisgender day of invisibility, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Plus I've like gotten pushed and called a tranny. So I guess, uh, I got my spot, but like, I, I don't know. Some of you maybe are buying that people literally think I'm a man, but I, cause I think it's more obvious from the back. Like this is a dude. Um, I was in the bathroom washing my hands. This isn't the joke yet. <laughs> this is just my body. And this woman comes in she's like wearing heels and she's like, click, click, click. And she sees this. Oh no, am I in the wrong bathroom? I know, thank you. This is the ass of a lady. Been doing more squats since she gave me that complex, but I was like, no, you just you're not in the wrong bathroom, just the wrong decade, bitch. <laughs> you know, just there's no wrong bathroom anymore, just wrong signs. Look at that all gendered restroom, you know, just wrong signs. I will use whatever bathroom has the shortest line. That's what having this body affords me. <laughs> Shit, I will empty my diva cup into a urinal. <laughs> Y'all know what a diva cup is? Not too many vaginas in the house. I feel like some of you think a diva cup is just like a cup you drink mimosas out of that says live, love, laugh. <laughs> I do want to be in front of a fucking urinal just pulling out my diva cup next to another woman also pulling out her diva cup. Cheers. That's, that's when I know women's lives just made it. We're done. We have no more work to do. <laughs> but um, okay, one more thing about me. Um, I'm from a really big family. Um, I'm the sixth of seven children. Anyone else from a big family? I mean, you don't have to have six, even more than three. But, because uh, my parents kept trying to have a, a their big religious family, no birth control, and they kept trying to have a boy. Uh, and then they just had a girl, 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 me. I was their sixth disappointment, crushing. The rabbi apologized to the community at my baby naming. And then they named me Gaula. <laughs> Here, and then they had my, my brother and my mom got her IUD and they were done. Um, but when my mom, when my mom says our names, like, from top to bottom. Wait, does anyone here come from a big family? I, I, how many? Five? Hell yeah, where are you in the lineup? Can you do a quick favor? Because Can you tell me your siblings' names from top to bottom real quick? Peter, Brad, James, Susan, and Brady. Sounds like a good old Full House episode of white Americana. <laughs> Not my family. <laughs> when my mom says their names from top to bottom like that, it sounded like dark magic. Like she was just like trying to resurrect somebody from the dead. She'd be like calling us for dinner. She'd be like, it's dinner time. Sivileya bracha hindarifka elohaya moshka shira liba geula. And Alex, Alex, our, our son, Girls, you're gonna struggle every time you meet somebody. It's gonna be like, yeah, I'm Gaula, whole fucking multi-generational story. But Alex, the boy, you can become a doctor. Meet capitalism. It's gonna be easy for Alex. It's gonna keep being weird for me. All right, I think that's my time. Thank you. I'm Gaula. Yay, keep clapping for Gaula Finman. Remember real people with a soul that are not comedians. You're gonna vote for your four or five favorites of the night. That was just number two, Gaula Finman. And next up, number three, put your hands together for Kathy Zhao. Hello everyone, how's your Friday going? You think I really care? This is Cassie Zhao. Last week, I got banned from the dating app OkCupid. <laughs> it's not a joke, but thank you. <laughs> you know, I asked, I told my friend this news and she's very surprised. She's like, what? They banned you now? I thought they banned you two years ago. <laughs> yeah, two years ago, it was Coffee Miss Bagel, another dating app. I never use dating apps for dating. I always use dating apps for joking. 
you know, whenever there's a guy seeing I do stand-up comedy, he will ask me, tell me a joke. I do stand-up comedy, so I'm supposed to tell you a joke? If I'm a nurse, do you want me to give you an injection? There's this guy said no, but if you dress up like a nurse, I probably will give you an injection. It's like, ah. <laughs> so I told him, only if your injection part is six feet long during the pandemic. <laughs> then two days later, this guy replied to me, ah, I finally got a ruler. My part is not long enough for social distance. You know, people always say, like, girls should not reach out to guys. I, I don't believe that. I always send the first message on dating app. I saw a guy saying, never sell my soul. I just messaged him immediately. Hey, dude, first, you need to have a soul. Second, who wants to buy your stupid soul? Tell me. And then this guy reported me for insulting him. That's how I got banned by OkCupid. <laughs> But you know what? I really don't care that much because I think that dating app is just an app, right? There's, if you want to ban me, stop me insulting guys, you should not ban me on dating. You should ban me on driving. <laughs> don't laugh. I'm very good at parking. Like There are three ways of parking. Perpendicular parking, parallel parking, and my parking. AKA illegal parking. <laughs> I really don't understand why people always say, oh, it's so hard to park in the Mission District. Are you blind? Are you blind? Don't you see those little signs, like the red, yellow little signs, what do we call them? The, the fire hydrant? There's always an empty spot beside it, right? <laughs> I park it every time. No car ever competed with me for tickets or tollways. Yeah, that's how I parked my car today here <laughs> across the street to give you, do some like stand-up comedy for you guys. You know, to me, stand-up comedy is just like sex. You cannot just think about it or talk about it with your friend. You have to just do it and do it a lot, right? Even if your skills are so bad, it's the other person who will suffer from you five for four minutes, like you are suffering from me today for four minutes, right? So yeah, this is me, Cassie Zhao. Thank you so much. No suffering. You for your suffering. No suffering, you're amazing. Kathy Zhao, everyone. Yay, your third comedian of the night. Kathy Zhao. Sparkly, shiny jacket. Uh, all right. Do you ever, you ever think when you like go, I mean, I haven't been on a plane for a long time, but when they go, when they go through the, the thing and they're like, jack it off, jack it off. Has anybody ever? <laughs> uh, my clit is so big, I, I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. Your next comedian, he's the fourth one. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Dylan Hyun. Yay! <laughs> Sex is great. I'd love to have it one day. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm on Tinder, which is really the McDonald's of dating. You know, you show up and you're like, yo, I think they messed up my order. 
could have sworn I said no pickles, but here we are. You know, and if Tinder's McDonald's, then eHarmony is Subway. Like, no one really wants Subway. They're just out of options and really hungry, you know? And like, let's face it, that tuna salad, not so fresh. Yeah. I mean, it got so bad that even Jared from Subway got arrested for trying to find love at Carl's Jr. Like, oof. That's when it's... Yeah, you gotta... Yeah, yeah, to think about that one. Thinking man, yeah. Yeah, one time I was on Tinder and um, I was swiping through and I came across this girl who had this amazing body. I'm talking, you know, lean, athletic. It was all beach photos, but the last one you could actually see her face. And uh, it was my sister. I was like, ah, oh, I knew that ass looked familiar. I just couldn't, ah, oh, man. So we matched. Yeah, it was really awkward at the dinner table. We just didn't make eye contact, didn't talk to each other, at least until after our parents went to bed. But no. yeah, you know, it's cool. It's cool. I'm from the Midwest. It's a different culture out there. Yeah. By a show of hands, how many people are vaccinated in the house? Oh, that's almost everyone. Nice, nice. Yeah, I don't really like the word unvaccinated. Like, to me, it makes it sound like they had the vaccine, but now somehow don't, right? Like, they got the sticker on their vaccine card and then immediately ran and sucked it out like a snake bite. You know, like, kind of crazy. And there are people that would do that. I was talking to a lady earlier this week. It's true. And she said she was hospitalized with COVID. Is the mic on? Uh, I don't know. Can you hear me now? I guess so. Anyway. She, uh, she was hospitalized with COVID, but didn't want to get the shot because vaccinated people still get a little sick. And I said, like, girl, I'm totally with you on that one. I was in a car accident. I went through the windshield, but my buddy wearing a seatbelt got whiplash, so he's the real idiot, you know? That's all I'm saying. Like, and what's worse is anti-vax. I don't like that word either, because no one wants to be anti-anything, you know? Like, I, I think I'm pretty uncontroversial in saying I'm against pedophilia, but I'm a little hesitant to say I'm anti-priest. <laughs> like, uh, everyone wants to be pro this, pro-life, pro pro-choice, but I don't think, you know, if that's true, anti-vax should be pro-natural selection. <laughs> but if that's true, I don't think they know which team they're really rooting for, you know, or who Darwin is. But anyway, yeah, because they're always like, Jesus is my vaccine. Well, is Jesus your respirator too? Like, I don't know. Is he going to pay those medical bills? Because I won't. That shit is expensive. I'm Asian. I did the math, all right? <laughs> Average ambulance is going to cost you about $3,000. Can you believe that? 3000 for a ride? But for $1,000, you can rent a Hummer limousine, throw in booze, hire a stripper. All right? Matter of fact, if you hire a stripper, your odds of living go up because she's probably a nursing student. <laughs> you know? Play your cards right, you might get some mouth-to-mouth -mouth action. And if you die like that, your ass is going on CNN, right? This just in, a young Asian boy was found dead in the back of a Hummer limousine. He bled out during a lap dance. <laughs> yeah, he died with dignity. That was the stripper's name. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, because ambulances are so expensive. I think rappers should just start flexing those in their videos. Like, I don't give a damn about your Lambo or Rari. Show me an ambulance because that shit is pricey. They got girls twerking on the side of it, you know, like crazy. Because rappers got so much money, they can afford basic medical treatment. Except Soldier Boy, he's on Medicaid, but we don't talk about that, you know. Anyway, basically what I'm trying to say is I think Tupac would have lived if he called a limo, but that's just me. All right, I've been Dylan Hyun. Thank you so much. Keep it going for Dylan. Super funny set tonight. Yay, Dylan. Hooray. I had something to tag on you, but now I forgot because I got entertained and whatever, and then I was sidetracked. Uh, your next comedian, uh, Apparently had a dream about me last night. <laughs> I'm getting stage time in your head. Yeah, fuck yeah. Put your hands together, everybody, for number five, Aaron Sampson. Yeah. It's true, it's true. I did have a dream, and Pam was in it last night. I won't tell you the details, though. Guys, good to see this intimate crowd tonight. Hey, Patrick. I'm 45 years old, uh, but I do act like a big kid a lot of the time. Like, I was at my friend's house the other day, and I'm like, let's party! And he's like, dude, this is my daughter's birthday party. Get out of the bouncy house. I'm like, okay, okay. So a little bit about my work history, because I know you guys are super interested. I used to be a child actor. Yeah, thank you, Pam. I know it's hard to believe, uh, looking at my large, crooked nose. But I was a cute kid before I went through puberty. Had a two-inch nose spurt, just like that. Kept going and going. She's like, yeah, six foot one over there. You know what about the growth spurt is. It happened in my nose, though, so a little bit different. Uh, fortunately, when I was 11 years old, I got my SAG card playing Tom Hanks' wife's son. Unfortunately, that was the highlight of my 20-year acting career. <laughs> my least favorite question was, uh, what have I seen yet, Aaron? I'm like, well... You may have seen me crying in my car. <laughs> Actually, it was my dad's car, because I couldn't afford one. Yeah. Hanks a lot, Dad! Hanks a lot. So <laughs> in my 20s, I actually moved to Hollywood. I actually was a successful producer. I gave roles to some pretty big names in the industry. I gave Brad Pitt a really large role. I gave Al Pacino sourdough roles. <laughs> a lot of roles. I was really good at a lot of roles, a lot of different restaurant jobs for me. So in my 30s, I was sick of being broke. I stopped trying to call myself an artist, and I took out a loan to start my dream business. Uh, because you're never too old to start a new line of debt. Never too old for that. <laughs> that business failed. You're getting the trend here. But I did start to make toys, and that's when it started working out good. I, I made toys. I was good at that. I made a lot of toys, and this is what my, my opinion about toys. If you want to make a great toy, one that really sells, one that kids love, all you have to do is make it fart. It's the truth. I worked at Mattel. I worked at Hasbro. I made a lot of toys. The louder the fart, the better. I made farting trucks, farting dolls. I even made a farting football. And for the first time in my whole life, I could call myself a fartist. <laughs> That's a great joke right there. Come on, Brady. That's a great joke. You know, a lot of people say job seeking is like a game. Like you just gotta know how to play the game. 
If that's true, I throw my resume on the table and yell, Uno, biatch! <laughs> you know who does play the game well? Maybe you. Uh, Zoomers, Generation Z. Yes, we got a Zoomer. You guys are brilliant. I love you, man. I love you. Want to know why? Because they quit a job after three months because it doesn't align with the mission. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm going to start doing this. I have mad respect. I, uh, mad re you know, I'm only going to take mission-based roles from now on. Like uh, my boss tells me, Aaron, I need you to put together a PowerPoint presentation. I'm like, nah, -uh. that's not my mission. Fight the PowerPoint. <laughs> that's a good joke too. I like that joke. Uh, I only tell jokes in the mission district, just in case you were wondering. My wife says, let's make love, baby. I'm like, only missionary position. Only missionary position. Guys, I'm Johnny Five, number five, Aaron Sampson. Please validate my choices by voting for me. Thank you very much. The dad jokes of Aaron Sampson. He's a punny motherfucker. I like puns. I think puns are great. It's just so funny to me that there's the two. I think Aaron is a great punnist, and there's another one, Charlie Spink, and he's also a dad, and he does puns. And I'm like, is it just a dad thing, or like I'm not? I'm not sure who that works. I'm not sure. Is it a stepdad thing? Your next comedian, he's number six, but he's number one in our hearts. Put your hands together for Brady Pearson. Fuck it. How y'all doing? I'm going, I'm going a little raw here. It's very exciting. It's really the most exciting my life has been recently. Of course, that's a complete and utter lie. So what, what do you got planned this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? Do you know? Do you have any good big plans? Going from like, like can, she's just going from like gig to gig. She's just traveling it up. She, lots of open mics. What, what about you? What do you, more open mics? Oh, that sounds really great. That's exciting. No? No, why not? Why not? You. Oh yeah, and and they're still there. That that's also part of the problem too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess no one's gonna go crazy sucking cock this weekend like me. I was hoping it would be you. <laughs> Truth be told, I mean, you know, maybe old. I'm certainly not dead, but um, yeah. I get I get really excited, you know, because like I'm really old now. I'm like I'm 50. You know, kind of, it's kind of amazing, but, you know, so I've been, you know, sucking cock a long time, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, and, you know, it's just, like, I feel that, you know, because the Olympics have just passed, and I feel like, if there were, like, a Dick Olympics, right, I would probably be going for the, you know, like, the, the all-American cock-sucking team. I was up for the synchronized fisting team, <laughs> but I was just off the mark on that one. Oh. Yeah, you you don't want to trip and fall in that one. That's that was that was not very fun. Um, these are my fantasies, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and it's it's not easy like being one of the trying to be one of the best cocksuckers because you know, and guys, I I know you're kind of uncomfortable probably with me talking about all this cocksucking and stuff, right? You know, so I want to assure you that you two and you three can be a cocksucker at any time. In fact, I encourage it. I mean, if you want to, if, if anybody has any questions or would like to practice, I'm here for you. For you, especially, because, I mean, even with that mask, I think I could put a zipper in it, and that'd be really cute. 
Yeah, it's not easy. You know, like it it takes a lot of exercise and a lot of ritual to go through this. So like, this is what I feel like we have to do to keep it up. I, you know what I'm saying? Keep it up. But <laughs> it was kind of a joke there. Okay. Okay. So what we do, because there, there's been a lot of talk about this. So like, you know, so what we do is we start out and you know, we got to stretch and we want to make sure we can get down on it. Kind of make sure we're back like this. You know what I mean? And this pose is what we call the kneeling priest. Right, because we were talking about that a little bit earlier, right? This Catholic guy. So you you know what this is like. You probably practice this, right? Okay, good. It's not it's not new to him, obviously. We've got a star on the eyes. Okay, and then you have to make sure that you got the neck strength. So you got to make sure you do the uh, tip to taint, tip to taint, kind of like see, see? yeah, you yeah, it's it's a little fast, right? It's a little fast, but you get I get excited. I'm sure you know you might too. I don't know, I don't know. Okay, so then finally, you know, like you got to be in your Zen place. You got to be like. Okay. And you gotta you know, you hold your hand like this and you gotta kinda of go like this. You fold your hand and you gotta kinda of curl it up and go like uh, up, 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 and then you open your hand and that ladies and gentlemen is flowery and lotus. Yeah, that's thank you. I wanted to share that with you and you know I feel you know, like I'm very excited now that Folsom's coming up. Are you all excited? I mean they may or may not let us, but I'm I'm living my fantasy as if we are, right? So I'm planning on dressing as little orphan fanny. Right, I'm gonna have a little red wig on. I'm gonna have my little puppy boy, Sandy. Right, have my daddy Warbucks behind me. What was his name? You remember Punjab? Do you remember him? The guy. The we'll just call him the Gimp. Right, we'll have him. We'll have him as the Gimp in this. <coughs> and so we would all go out dressed in these outfits. And I rewrote a little song for you, and I'd kind of like to sing it for you if you don't mind. <coughs> and it goes a little something like this. Your Sun'll come out tomorrow. Bet'll be a bottom, and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay, and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin and grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, you'll bottom. Tomorrow, you're only a gay away thank you i'm brady pearson number six hey. always a gay away yay brady pearson number six Hooray. um so number seven taylor isn't here yet so i'm gonna i'm just gonna burn a couple minutes till he comes just because i don't want to throw dash up on stage because i don't think that's fair but i will tell you what's happening now is that we're sort of waiting for taylor and then it's dash pat connor who isn't here yet, and Billy just walked in the door. Uh, but I'm just gonna do like a real quick joke while we're waiting. Clap for me again. I didn't want to throw him up without any warning. That wouldn't be cool, especially if he's gonna be judged. Oh my God. I feel judged a lot as a woman walking around. That's a thing. It's funny though, um, millennials don't know how to give a compliment. They're like, I see you. And that's a good, I think the biggest compliment someone under 30 can say to you is, you're a real one. How uninventive, how boring these kids are. I hang out in the Tenderloin all the time and guys yell at me. This one guy, he was like, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. See, that's a compliment. That's a well-formed compliment, and I'm taking it. Uh, another 
Wow. I might, I might, I want to get kidnapped in that van that just went by because the police will find us so easily because it's so loud. We'll just throw candy out the window. Like, I was uh, walking here actually, and a guy yelled at me from across the street. He yelled, Hey, keep living your life and stay healthy. Just yelling affirmations at each other now. This is, is this the new cat calling? I try not to wear skirts because I was walking through the tenderloin and a nice gentleman came up to me and he said, girl, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? <laughs> that's cat calling. Also, that's like gross, right? Why do you want to smell that dude's cum? Come on, man. It's so gross. It's on you. Actually, it's on me. It's all over me. I'm, that's what happens in them. Are you ready to go up? Sure. All right. Hey, uh, he's he, so skipping number seven right now, Taylor and Bro. He's not here, but you know who is here? Number eight. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dash Renault. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you, everybody. As Pam mentioned, my name is Dashiell Renault. And it's all right, you don't have to pretend that you're in a rush to try to write that down or anything. I get it, it's a mouthful. One of the many shitty things about having a unique name is that people will recognize you from dating apps. Anywhere you go, it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that guy before. Boyfriend's like, Where, where'd you see him? <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, if you do decide in a few minutes that you do find my jokes funny, you are more than welcome to follow me on Instagram at audacious, like audacious, but with an SH because I'm Dash. Um, if you really like my jokes, in fact, you're welcome to follow me anywhere you want. I <laughs> could really use that kind of validation right now. I've always wanted a rescue animal, so this past weekend I drove out to Stockton and I tossed my dog down a well. <laughs> the devil's in the details, folks, which might explain why Christians are not too big on the details. There is a lot of crackpot shit out there on the internet these days. My favorite is this conspiracy that there is a school to prison pipeline. Have you heard about this? There are people out there who think that there's actually some intentional move by our education system to funnel children into incarceration. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, 9-11 couldn't be an inside job because that has to keep us secrets, but all the teachers, you know, were in on it, you know. It's ridiculous because I hate to say it, the schools are doing a really shitty job of preparing these kids for prison. <laughs> like, even the really bad schools don't do a very good job of it. They don't teach prisoner's dilemma until like 300 level econ, you know, they're not getting any of that. And also, there's no even guarantee that any of them are going to get into a good prison. A lot of these schools are sending more kids to college than they are to prison, and yet people are acting like there's a reverse underground railroad going on. It's, it's ridiculous. You want to talk about a pipeline? Let's talk about the Disney Channel to Pop Diva pipeline. Like, that's a real pipeline. That's something we can actually do something about. Here you're worried about these nameless kids going off to prison. Meanwhile, the Walt Disney Company is pathologically... Um, What's the term? Pathologically, uh, when you, 
the, the thing that you do to grooming, pathologically grooming child actors to becoming sex symbols, right? That's wrong. It would have been funnier if I had said it in a timely fashion. <laughs> but it's true. It's wrong. Like, how are we just going to let Disney do this? It's, it's really a tragedy. Um, the, all that took a lot less time than I thought it was going to. Uh, so I will tell you this. Legalization of marijuana ruined weed for me. Am I right about that? It just took out everything that was fun and cool about weed. First off, you would meet people. You'd make friends. You'd have to know your drug dealer. You'd have to know multiple drug dealers. Like, really get outside your social circle. Second, I cannot tell you how much waste there's been, right? Every single gram of cannabis products is now ensconced in like five layers of non-compostable packaging and shit. And then finally, the worst part about it is that legalized cannabis has totally destroyed what my idea of success looked like. Because as a kid growing up, my idea of making it would be making more money than my drug dealer. And now I'm expected to fucking tip my drug dealer. It's like, can you leave a dollar in the jar? It's for, can you let me know how good that cannabis is? Like, oh, I've never tried that shit. That shit looks expensive. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a bummer to end on. But you guys have been amazing. My name is Dash Orno. Um, thank you so much, Pam. You guys have been awesome. Dazzle Renault, everybody. He's number eight on your list, uh, but seventh in the thing, and everything's good, and I'm excited to see more comedians, and that was very funny. I like weed. I'm very high right now. I don't know. <laughs> I've been back here smoking pot. Ooh. But, you know, the legalization of it did make it kind of dumb because $40 an eighth, I hadn't paid that since, like, college in 96. I was like, $40 an eighth? What the fuck happened? Your next comedian... What a lovely gentleman he is. He's number nine on your list. Clap your hands wildly for Pat Miller. Yay. Thanks, Pam. Let's talk about the olden days, shall we, guys? Who worked? Just men. Who played sports? Just men. Who, uh, who went in the sauna? Just men. Everything was gay all the time. They made 15-year-old boys wear leotards and rub their bodies together. They called it wrestling. And then after that, they'd all get naked, get in the shower, big communal shower party. It's wild. It was, it was wild. Like, uh, it was a simpler time, I think, you know? There was no... There was no, I'm gay, I'm not gay. Like, when, when the aquarium is gay, you don't, even, you don't even have to talk about it, right? That, that's not what they said, though. They didn't use those words, right? They were just like, this is what, a little intermission? All right, back, what are we talking about? Kids being gay in the 50s? Yeah, that's not how they talked about it, right? The adults were like, all right, all right, Billy, time to toughen up, time to be a man, time to be with men. Now you're gay. Whoops. That's a typical trajectory. Um, yeah, male bonding peaked, man. There was lots of male bonding. Uh, it got weird sometimes. Like they had this ritual um, called Blood Brothers. You ever heard of that? You guys ever heard of this thing? So the two, two kids would, would stab their fingers, and then they would mush the blood together. Blood Brothers now, right? Uh, and then I assumed they would like say a witch's chant, summon a demon, or I don't know. They really did this. I don't know what they were doing in the 50s. It was crazy. They were psycho kids, right? But flash for this effect in my life. Flash forward to the uh, to the 90s. I wasn't alive in the 50s. Surprise. Uh, 90s. I'm in third grade. 
Uh, I'm trying to make some friendship bonds, okay? Meanwhile, everyone is freaked out about AIDS. They were always like, dude, do not do the Blood Brothers thing because of the AIDS thing, right? <laughs> Turned out, not a single one of my eight-year-old friends had AIDS. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, what a ripoff! Like, we missed out on so much bodily fluid bonding for nothing! Oh, so frustrating. Thanks, AIDS. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, maybe I shouldn't blame AIDS, right? Let's, let's leave AIDS alone for a second, for once. It was, the, it was the public health people. I mean, what were they thinking? They were like, okay, okay, everyone, we figured out the three main things that cause disease transmission. It's dirty needles and unprotected sex and eight-year-olds being friends. Let's, let's cut it out. Next thing, next thing they're going to say is purple nurples ca cause ADHD. You know, that's, I mean, that would explain my life, at least. I don't know. Um, yeah, guys, I, I've, uh, in, other, in other news, I've been, I've been thinking about, I've been confused by music, all the, like, terms for subgenres. Um, it's confusing. It's going to feel like, like, okay, alternative rock, post-hardcore, nerd sausage techno surprise. I don't know what all these things mean. Uh, I think it's better to just give examples. So, uh, for example, I like uh, Foo Fighters and the Beatles and Backstreet Boys. Um, I don't like Kanye or Drake or Beyonce. You know, what are the differences between teamwork, teamwork? I love teamwork. That's it. And, and I want to know, you know, relationships are hard. I want to know that when this song was being recorded, that somebody wanted to punch their friend. But, but they didn't. They didn't. They pulled through. They kept it together. And now I get to listen to Hanson's, Hanson, Hanson's Mbop. I stepped on that. Han you guys remember Hanson, you know? And, and you know, since, since, since Blood Brothers is off the menu, Hanson's Mbop, best way to summon a demon. So um, that's all for me. I'm Pat. Thank you, guys. He's number nine on your list. Summoning demons. Taylor, you're here, right? Put your hands together. He's number seven on your list, everybody. Taylor and Bro, yay! Hello, hello, hello. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, good. Great. Yep, this is what, you're like one and a half now with the mask on? I think that's... uh. I think we're I think we're almost through med school now, right? We're almost through med school. I think we're almost there. We're almost there. Almost got our MDs. We're all about ready to uh, graduate together. Together, we did that together. That's awesome. I'm from Sacramento. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy being out in San Francisco. You know, like one thing about San Francisco is like everybody smokes weed everybody smokes weed and especially homeless people homeless people love to smoke weed but homeless people smoke weed differently i don't know if you guys knew that they smoke weed differently than people with like a house i don't know why but it's like i was smoking weed on my way here and then somebody a homeless person came up to me was like hey man hey man hey man hey man cannot 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 get a hit of that of that of that of that weed man come on man i just i just i just i just want a hit of that weed man i smelled that from over there man and i was like i mean he seems like a regular dude <laughs> yeah he seems cool i guess so i passed him the weed 
He gave me the weed back. I was like, bro, what did you just smoke? What did you just smoke? You just smoked that weed and stole my high. That doesn't make any sense. How does that even happen? Like, I've been smoking that weed all day. I don't even feel like that. That doesn't make... How did you do that, you know? Like, you have, like, a PhD in smoking weed. I can't even get through community college. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense how that happened. Like, he smoked that weed and he stole my high the same way the Monstars stole Charles Barkley's basketball skills in Space Jam, man. <laughs> like, you, I can't believe this, bro. I can't believe this. Recently, uh, I got in an argument with my parents. Last time you got in an argument with your parents? Long ago, but it, does, it, it sucks though, right? Like it sucks getting in arguments with your parents. I hate getting in arguments with my parents. It's, there's no point. There's no point in getting in an argument with your parent. And that's the last person you should get in an argument with. Because why? Because like when I get in an argument with my mom, like at no point during that argument am I ever concerned about how great the makeup sex is going to be you know like like we're not fucking you know why are we arguing why are you, do you want me to pin you up against the wall what do you want me to do i'm not fucking you okay mom stop we don't have to go back and forth you want me to put your head in the pillow what is gonna make you stop why are we arguing what are we doing right now i don't like this this is pointless i don't want to argue with you mom please Let's move on. Let's make cookies and be friends again. Can we do that? Can we do that? I don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough arguing with your fucking parents, man. But uh, it's like, it's hard to be, the last year and a half is like, you get a lot of downtime, you know? Like, there's a lot of downtime, but it's like, you get bored, you know? But it's not about being bored. It's about what you do with your time when you are bored, you know? Like, when I'm bored... I like to grab my favorite pair of khakis and run a nice hot iron over them. Grab a red shirt and just walk around Target for hours. <laughs> I'll just walk around Target for, I'll pull a 40 hour work week at Target just because I'm bored. Like every week I'm there. Employee of the month, I've been Trevor for like a week. I mean, Trevor, if we're like, I, I got Yelp reviews at Target. They love me, man. And it's not because I, I take it serious. I do take it serious when I'm there. You know, I take it kind of serious. Like, people will come up to me and be like, hey, excuse me, can you show us the TVs? Where your TV section at? I need help. I'd be like, oh, we have a great line of televisions, actually. But first, you're going to have to get into your car and drive over to Walmart <laughs> where you can get it for like 50 bucks cheaper, okay? Y'all have been great. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. Hooray! Judges on your list, that's number seven. Taylor and Bro, yay! I don't see Connor Carter, but I do see Billy. So clap your hands for your next comedian, everybody. It's Billy Sullivan! Yay! Billy, did you leave? There he is. Oh, yes. I didn't leave. Thank God. Thank the Christian Lord. I'm still here. Oh, boy, guys. I'm feeling down on account of the downers. I, uh, I've been thinking a lot about 9-11. Uh, what a wild thing that happened, 9-11. I was watching uh, footage of people walking around New York, like all the boroughs in, in like the 90s, 
just New York as usual. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe every single one of these people died in 9-11. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hella funny, that one. But anyway, I was in, um, I was in first grade when 9-11 happened. So it's all perspective. Like for me, 9-11, I was born and raised in San Francisco. I was, in, I was on the West Coast. So what happened when 9-11 was going on was we just got sent home from school and me and my friend went to my place and we played Mario Kart. I remember thinking, I want 9-11 every day. It was a good day for me, guys. It was a good day. Things got dark for me after that, though, quick. I, um, I uh, am a patron of sex workers. Proud to say it. Yeah, exactly. Rights to sex workers. Vote yes on prostitution B. <laughs> there we go. There we go. On to something with that one. But anyway, so um, I, uh, like I said, prostitution, I do it. Um, I, uh, I am a sex worker's wet dream. And I know what you're thinking. There's no way I lay pipe like that. And you're right, I don't. I lay thin copper wire. Really thin, thin copper wire. And I'm out of there so quick. It's like, first, when I walk into a whorehouse, it's like when your boss calls you into work on your off day, and then you get there, and he's like, you know what, we don't need you. Go right home. We'll pay you for the full day. And then he gives you a cigarette on your way out. It's good. It's like, it's like when the plumber comes to your house and you don't see his ass crack. And then he comes in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's good times. It's good times, guys. I um, forgive the low energy. Again, it's the Xanax. I've, <laughs> I've, co I've come to have an involuntary relationship with that. Um, yeah, it's sad, but you can laugh. I, uh, but it, the, the thing about Xanax is uh, you can do all sorts of things that you'd never be able to do. Like, I watched a really scary movie, and then I ate some Xanax, and then it was just a movie. Like, so smooth. So smooth. I, um, I mean, as you could probably tell, I'm a bit of a piece of shit. I used to live in a halfway house which is a place that is halfway between civilian life and prison. Thank you. Clown noise. Um, and uh, so I've come to learn a thing or two about uh, gang members and white supremacists. And I was at Six Flags pretty recently, and I saw white supremacists at Six Flags. And I was like, God. You gotta be a shitty white supremacist to be at Six Flags Vallejo and not be doing shit about it. <laughs> it worked somewhere else. It worked somewhere else, guys. I was wearing, I'm wearing a mask, but if I could describe my appearance, it'd be Quentin Tarantino without any of the talent but all the foot fetish. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I'll go, uh, I'll go smoke a cigarette now, guys, because I think Jewel is the same shit they spray in the laser tag arenas. Thank you so much. Ooh. Yay! He's on your list as number 11, Billy Sullivan! Yay! Number 11. 
your next comedian, he's all the way from Houston and a really funny guy. Put your hands together for Connor Carter. Hi. Hello, it's nice to be here. Um, yeah, I'm in here from Texas. I'm just here for like another week. I actually got dating apps again because I got lucky here. Um, I'm getting mixed reviews about my penis, which is kind of annoying. I think my dick's kind of like Godzilla. It's pretty big in Asia, but it's no match for Kong. So um, getting mixed results here. Uh, I'm seeing a, a counselor, and I realized uh, I have anxiety around black people because I'm bad at handshakes, um, which is such a bummer. Every time it's like a game of rock, paper, scissors, and I'm always losing because they go paper, I go rock, and then when they go rock, I get a little scared for some reason, so it typically doesn't work out. That's the thing about rock, paper. You ever think like, okay, rock beats scissors, scissors beats paper, but why does paper beat rock? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Does it cover the rock and uh, with chloroform and that implies that it, you're murdering it? Because if you cover the rock and paper and still beat the scissors, then you beat the scissors and the paper. And the I actually looked it up, and I think the answer is... Um, it doesn't matter at all. That's, that's probably the real answer. Okay. Uh, I'm from Texas. I work in sales, and I'm not very good at sales. That's why I uh, do concealed carry now, because it, I can hit quote. I'm not a better person. I'm just a better salesperson now. It's very... You can just be like, well, given that you're trying to increase production by... 30% and the fact that I have a handgun in my pocket uh, I would recommend the value package if you can just give me your credit your hands shaking a lot so let me just take that from you and I'll take care of this myself okay uh, I'm I'm mixed I'm half Chinese and I'm, I'm half white uh, but I've never really identified as one or the other like some people are gender fluid and I think I'm I'm racial fluid kind of depends on the situation. Like if I'm applying to a job, I'm I'm Asian. You know, I put glasses on, I'll bow uh, more than I might. Cuz I I want that I want that job. If I'm driving and I get pulled over, uh, I'm white. <laughs> you know, take out my insurance, take out the constitution just in case. I'll get dad involved, just like white white people stuff, you know. If I'm applying to grad school, I'm Native American, because that's the wise choice to make. And if you don't like that, if they don't care for that, I go right back to Asian. Stop Asian hate. Let me be, let the Asian guy be Cherokee if he wants to be. Okay. Uh, my dad's side of the family, they're a little little backwards, a little racist. I think it's because they watch the news. You got to be careful where you get your news from. 
I was like, today I checked my phone. It said it was going to be like 58, but it was going to feel like 62 outside. But then I got a Fox weather update that said it was going to be 64, but it was going to feel like immigrants are taking our jobs. So <laughs> I have this jacket, but I'm frightened for some reason. Uh, my dad's from Paris, which is cool. I go there quite often because Paris, Texas is uh, pretty close to Houston. It's not very similar to Paris, France. The main difference is that where my dad's from, they pronounce baguette with an F, <laughs> uh, which is different. All right, and that's all my time. Thank you guys so much. Yay! Connor Carter, everyone! Hooray! Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run around for a second. Hold on. Oh, bye, bye. So, um, yeah, well, I'll let you know who wins. So you're the two judges, and you're going to vote however you want, and you have time, and we'll do it, because we have these new people that came in. I'm, gonna, I'm not in part of the contest. I'm, in, I'm on all the shows. But I was like, you're here, and we still have time. And I'm also hoping that, like, Mike Bonds will come. There's some other comedians. It's a weird night. I'm like, what's happening? I, I was telling people earlier, I saw two pigeons fucking, and I was like, is that a good omen or a bad one? They all have cloacas. How do they know which are boy pigeons and girl pigeons? Are pigeons just rapey ducks? Like, what is happening? All right. Try to see it. I made it better the second time, right? I know. At the Oh, did you see how I did that? It's like a callback with the same joke. Uh, it's, sorry. I'm just, I'm super high. I made this pot coffee today. No, it's so good. It's pot coffee, though. So it's like I'm high and like... It's like weed speed. It's super fun. I feel like I feel like a superhero. Thank you. Yay. I feel like the smartest person alive. Uh, no, I actually have to pee really badly. And when I was little, my mom was always like, that'll make you dance better. Because I was a tiny, I was a ballerina. I was a mediocre girl ballerina. And um, this one time when I was five, uh, we were doing Swan Lake. And that year there wasn't a black swan, but there was a brown one. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> There was a mistake on stage that was, oh, I know, I know. That's why probably, it's probably the root of why I do comedy. Once you shit your pants in front of like a whole auditorium filled with people as a five-year-old, you kind of only have one place to go, <laughs> which is like <laughs> stand-up comedy, 5150 or stand-up comedy. <laughs> it's like, which way? Alcoholism or stand-up? That's the thing. Am I an alcoholic with a comedy problem or a comedian with an alcohol problem? They're all in bars. I don't know. Anyway. I'm gonna be okay. You seem worried about me now. Don't worry. It's I'm fine. I'm for for the first time in my life. I'm 46 and I finally feel hot. Like yay, right? Yeah, because I'm going through menopause. I'm on fucking fire all the time. The hot flashes are insane. I cannot sleep. I wake up in the night. I am wet. I am slick like a wet seal. I can I can do this. I can swipe my body and flick my cats instead of using a spray gun when they're bad. I'm like, stop touching me in the night, cats. And they get close. They're like, I'm like a salt lick. They're licking me. They're like, are we going to get whiskey from her skin? My cats are just like laying around getting all like, Anybody else masturbate with their cats? Not with, not with, near, near. Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? <laughs> near, near. Sometimes my cat will put his paw on my lower back while I'm masturbating so I can feel loved, you know? <laughs> right? 
Can't get my drunk ex-boyfriend to take his flaccid hand and put it on my lower back. Take your passed out hand and put it there. Come on. Cat, though. Mm. Cats. I know that my cat loves me because uh, I was getting finger banged by this guy and my cat didn't just sniff his fingers. Licked him. Meaning that my cat loves me. Or women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. It's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. I'm 46. <laughs> it's like, ah! I'm, I'm so, I haven't had a period in 11 months. I am so excited. Once it's been a year, I think there's like one egg left in me, which is why I'm like horny like a fucking 14-year-old boy. I'm like, that one egg is like, get it done. Rip out the IUD with your fingernails and get that thing. Ah. Like every bit of my biology is screaming. And, my, and it's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's... <laughs> I'm serious. It's crazy. I have the libido of a 14-year-old boy. And I smell like a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> I smell pastrami corn chips. I don't even eat those things. Why do I smell like this? I'm wet in all the wrong places. It's terrible. But when, when I finally am done with this, I want to get a tattoo like on like where my uterus was to commemorate its disuse. And I want it to be of a, of a tiny uh, skeleton baby uh, kitten <laughs> like a little curled up like kitten like <laughs> bones no with like a little kind of like ghostly outline no because if i'm gonna birth anything it's a kitten it'll just slip right out but the only problem with cats is that um they're born with all of their teeth tiny tiny teeth and they're mammals so they breastfeed so what the fuck are cat nipples made from and why are we not using it for like, I mean, they're born with teeth. And they have like eight, they can have eight babies. I'm just saying we should use cat nipple technology to make Kevlar suits or like it could be bulletproof or shark proof. I'm not sure. Shark teeth, can they get through cat nipple? I don't know. I smoke too much weed. Okay, I don't know what happened. There's other, this is a weird night. I'm so glad you guys are here. You've all voted. We'll give you this stuff. And um, it's is it what a strange night because the usually there's more comedians and stuff, but you know you know, you know that's what happens. How did you hear? What are you here for? You live in the neighborhood? Oh, it's fucking! Oh, you're the twins. Yeah, he said the twins might come back. It's like twins, Basil, twins. <laughs> I'm sorry, just other people jokes. What are you raising your hand for? Do you wanna do you wanna perform for the? Uh, they're down. They're down. Are you down for some more comics? Okay. You're, 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 if you want to give me your stuff and take off, you're fine. If you want to stay, you're fine too. I totally appreciate you judging and pay attention to everybody and like giving them all your attention. How wonderful. Give it up for our judges tonight. Yay. Well, if we have a willing audience, let's do uh, round two of, because uh, you didn't get to see this next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Pat Miller. Yay. Yay, more practicing. Thank you for coming, guys. We get to practice. I figured out you were twins with it before she said anything, so pretty smart. Um, okay, what are we talking about now? Uh, I miss being a kid. I miss being a kid, you guys. No work, nap time, hitting my dad in the nuts. <sighs> so good. So, you guys ever, 
You ever punch your dad's wiener? Not now. Not now, right? Like like when you were a kid, right? It happens on accident. Like you don't you don't know. You don't know your dad has a weak spot, you know? And and, and kids are always just running around, running into things with their face. It just happens. I mean, that's the best way to welcome dad home from work. A, a violent sprinting headbutt to the urethra. It's it's how we did it. That's how we did that. One of my most cherished memories is is uh, the first time that I smacked Papa on the papi. Um, it was amazing. The whole the, let me paint the scene for you. All right, living room, 90s. The whole family's there. We're dancing around. We're having fun. Except we don't really know how to dance, so we just kind of like smacked each other's butts rhythmically. You know, like a little. You, you know the tune. You, can you can you hear the song in your head? Bum, 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 Ice, ice. Falcon punched my dad's nuts. Just like that. It was amazing. Oh, man, no more babies for daddy, right? I was so good. It was so good. That was the first time, though. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know that I was adopted. That's when I found out. And that was the last time we were allowed to listen to hip-hop. Just all these things happened at the same time, man. I, I lost my... Ninja Turtle brass knuckles. It's just a, it's a big dramatic moment. That was my dad. My mom, mm-mm, I wouldn't try to pull that. She was too, she was powerful. She was like, how do I put this? Have you, have you ever wondered if your mom is secretly a terrorist? Because my, my mom was like, dude, oh, she, she, she was asserting dominance. She was, she was shattering glass ceilings. She was breaking the patriarchy. She was crushing 10-year-old boys at street hockey. That's just how, that's how she did it. Like, like we, we would go out and play, and, and then we'd come home with, with black eyes and, and low self-esteem and, and ripped underwear. That's how you get revenge on a sexist world. You, you, you dominate my little friends, Matt, Craig, and Gary. Um, you ever feel like you need to get some rage out? We play Canadian rules where if you, if you score a goal, you get to give the other team a wedgie. And you get to body slam your husband's tiny pee-pee. Um, did I say Canadian rules? I meant my mommy's rules. That was house rules. Um, yeah, super inspiring lady. I wanted to be just like her. Um, and I'm a huge disappointment. Uh, yeah, here I am. I, I'm not, like, my friends are like, Pat, you should, you should have been working out more. Because your mom is, like, way, way sexier than you. Um... Yeah. Also, your beard's gross. Uh, that's not what your mom looks like. Your mom has like a big, clean, flowing, silky beard, like Zeus. Um, so I, yeah, that didn't work out for me. I had to stick with my original role model. It's this old-fashioned guy named Scrooge McDuck. Um, he's got a pool of gold coins. You guys remember? Have you guys seen? You remember that Ducktail? Like, how is he swimming in those coins? I just, I just hope he's not peeing in the pool. Because I like it, I don't like that. I want people to get out and pee into the pool. Um, seems like the more hygienic way to do. I don't know. I don't know. I, either that, either that, or just go pee in the shower. Because those are the those are the okay places. You can't pee anywhere else. Like if you go to your friend's house and try and pee in the bathtub, mm mm. You try and pee in the sink, no no deal. You try and pee in the blender, that's a one way ticket to losing your job at Jamba Juice. Um, okay, that that's all. That's for me. Uh, I'm Pat. Thank you, Pam, for letting me go again. I appreciate it. Yay! Practicing. Pat Miller with a second set. Uh, Dylan, you want to do a second set?
All right, put your hands together, everybody, for Dylan Young. Yay! Yeah, it's crazy, this mask, man. Is this mic off again? I don't know. It's my little Asian boy fingers. Can't handle it. The mic's too big. I'm used to working with smaller technology. But, um, yeah, it's crazy the mask mandate's back, you know? When they lifted the original one, it was the first time I saw my coworker's nasty-ass mustache. I mean, other than that, I thought she was attractive, but, you know. Anyway, I have no material. I'm just going to start ranting. Um, kind of crazy thing happened earlier this summer. I was in San Jose, and I got a haircut, and it was the first time I went inside a black barber shop. It wasn't on purpose. I walked in, and I was like, I, there was just one black dude in the middle, and I was like, wrong place. All right, let's get out of here. But, you know, he saw me, so I'm like kind of locked into this. Because um, otherwise, I'd be like hella racist if I just walked out, you know? And so he sits me down, and he's like, yo, what's up? I'm Brian. What's your name? I try to fit in. I'm like, hey, bruh. Yo, I'm Dylan. What's happening with it? It was, uh, it was pretty awkward because then I ordered like this white boy haircut. I started like saying numbers and shit. I was like, yeah, give me like a four on the sides, inch and a half on the top, but uh, keep the crown long because it sticks up. And he's like, so you want to fade? I'm like, a what? I've never, I've never heard of that before. Uh, that, like, I grew up in a white neighborhood, so like a fade is like kind of how white moms feel after book club, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I don't know, kind of crazy. So he sits me down in this chair, and it was kind of crazy, because I'm not kidding, it was a leather recliner, and right next to it were rusty kettlebells, as if you're gonna like get a pump while you're getting a haircut. I thought it was kind of wild, so I thought it was worth sharing. But I, uh, basically what I'm trying to say is I support black businesses. <laughs> um, I'm very progressive, so I, I posted it on social media and I said, it was on purpose, fuck you for thinking otherwise, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an ally. So, yeah, I'm half Asian, which sucks because it's just the bottom half. Um, yeah, I've got an egg roll at best. It's kind of a Panda Express deal. But um, what else was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, I, I recently scheduled a new teeth cleaning um, at the dentist, but I'm not really looking forward to it because I don't like the sexual tension of the dentist's office. The first thing you do when you walk in the waiting room, you're like, hey, can I get a magazine or, you know? Then they sit you down in that recliner and slowly roll you back and their face is like right there, breathing down your neck and you're like. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, you've been a bad boy. I haven't been flossing, have you? I'm like, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Then your mouth is open and you're like, God, please spit in my mouth, please. <laughs> Uh, and then they, they, then they get in they get, get in there, your face is dripping by the end, they take that cloth off of you and wipe you off, you feel all used and degraded, and then you're like, so six months again, I'll see you? <laughs> see you again in six months? All right, sounds good, cool. All right. Um, I, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just saying words. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I'll just end it there. Thanks, you guys. Dylan Yun, everyone.
All right, he's after another set too. Put your hands together, everybody, for Billy Sullivan! Yay! All right, more of me, more of your boy. Woo! I um, I am gonna wear this mask because we're we're gross kids, guys. We're gross kids, and um, I'm a little yeah. Obviously, I'm bummed about all this stuff going back to the way it was during the pandemic, but. I'm really, really bummed about going back to Zoom because I still got PTSD from chat roulette. That was tough for me, dude. That was tough for me because when those kids would laugh at me when I would show them my dick, it was just like, come on, I I'm just trying to be vulnerable. And no, dude, you know, I spent a lot of time on the internet. I uh, went to college, didn't graduate, went to college. But I was a history major for a second. And because of that, um, most of my Facebook targeted ads are of Nazi memorabilia. I know, dude. It's like you go to, you go to two rallies and Zuckerberg starts to assume all this shit about you. No, it's not fair. It's not fair. Now, I, um, I'm I am really into military history, though. I love it. Um, People ask me, why? What, what's the deal? Are you, were you in a military family? Like, was your dad in the military? And I, was, and I say, no, but I thought he was for the longest time because he used to hit me. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I, th I think it's funny because I'm not getting smacked anymore. But um, it, be, it turned me into an, a, a little animal as a child. Like, I signed up to be the head altar server. Because I knew I'd be able to beat the shit out of Father Parenti if he tried to do anything, you know? Yeah, and then, like, you know, I, um, I became... I don't know if it was bully is the right word, but I would, like, accidentally make kids cry. Just because it was like... Yeah, I know, it's, it's fucked up, but I didn't really know what I was doing. At the end of the day, what ended up happening to me was kind of, like, karma coming in. I grew up in San Francisco... I got hit by a car once, like really badly. All my clothes flew off. I don't tell you about that when, you know, like shit goes down, your clothes fly off. And this is in the 10th grade. What was really traumatic is that people saw my dick in the 10th grade. And like I said, it's, it's, it's a thin guy I got rocking there. In 10th grade, it was not only thin, it was other things. But, um... Yeah, so that was a crazy thing. Um, I ended up going to San Francisco General, our, our esteemed hospital, uh, and I shared a room with someone who had been shot in the ear by the cops. Thank you. Um, and we were watching Jerry Springer together loudly because he had the remote. Loudly. And somebody was like, this is, I didn't write this. This is on Springer. The guy says, when all the audience members are roasting the contestants, the guy goes, hey man, instead of fucking your brother's wife, why didn't you just fuck the bullet holes in the side of your trailer? And I laughed out loud. I was like, oh my God, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And the guy goes, shut the fuck up. You know, so <laughs> he couldn't hear, you know, he couldn't hear. And the cop walked in, was like, what's going on? I'm like, just trying to make conversation. He's like, we just shot him. 
Why do you why why do you why are you taking interest anyway? That's just a little story I thought you guys should hear. Uh, maybe explain some of my drug jokes, but that's all I got. Thank you so much, guys. Billy Sullivan, everyone. Well, and does anyone else want a second set? Otherwise, I'm going to close it down, friends. He'll hey he'll take one all the way from Houston. Put your hands together for Connor Carter. <laughs> All right, I'm from Houston. Okay. <laughs> trying to think of what I haven't said, because then you're like, he just said that. Um, I got a dog recently, which is fun. Uh, I had a dog for, for breakfast, but this one's for the family now. So that should be fun. Um, I like dogs because they're so perceptive. Like, they can really sense a lot of things that we can't like drugs disease anxiety that's why they always freak out at the vet because somehow they know that healthcare is a scam they can just detect that so this dog is uh i think he's four but in dog years he's i don't know Do you know we have light years we have human years and then we have dog years which is just a very general like, he, he's 50 to 200. Like, that's how old the dog is. There's nothing... Like, if you have a week-old banana, you don't go, it's a week-old, but in banana years, it's a senior citizen. <laughs> we should freeze it to preserve its age, but it's not getting any younger. All right. I uh, had an orphan joke, but I gave it away, so I don't, I don't know what I'm going to... I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, geez, okay. <laughs> uh, I used a condom recently, uh, which was fun. You ever, I, I think Trojan is a bad name for a, a condom because I saw what happened to the horse. Um, I don't need my, you know, my soldier spilling out and ruining my life. Maybe a pinata, but, you know, I don't trust it. It's a bad name. Okay, that's that's silly. Uh, my mom works in the medical center in Texas. Do y'all know what MD Anderson is? She works at Kaiser down the street for the sake of this joke. And uh, <laughs> she researches uh, diseases. And I do sales, so we do very different things. But she's always bothering me that I should like work harder at my job. But... I'm like, why don't you work harder, Mom? Because the last time I checked, leukemia is still a problem. Um, you know, you've been there 30-plus years. You're like, oh, for 30-plus. So with how are you a director? I don't, I don't get it. I think my mom could probably, probably solve all those things she's working on. She just enjoys job security, you know? Like, most people are like, Let, let's find a cure and let's do it quick. But my mom's like, you know, leukemia pays her bills right now. So we're going to let's uh, get rid of it once we get rid of your student debt. And then we'll, uh, then we'll talk. Perfect. Um, my dad and I, we've been going to the gym a lot recently. There's this thing that's been happening. When we go to the sauna, men start to hit on my dad. 
which is weird and upsetting because I'm I'm an option like I'm right next to him like I get it steamy whatever but I'm right next to him so yeah it's kind of hard you know my dad's dick's kind of hard I think that's why this keeps happening all right that's that's my second set thank you so much Connor Carter. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. If I mean, if you want more comedy tonight, The Knockout is having a thing. And I'm going to head up there. And thank you so much for being here and um, listening and all the Mutiny Radio listening audience. audience. And I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. And uh, we'll see you next week here uh, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock at Atlas. There's always... Um, Titans of Comedy at Atlas Cafe. It's a really fun show on the street. The most fun you can have on the sidewalk. And um, every Wednesday at Asiento, 7.30, first and third Thursdays uh, at 7 o'clock, Bar at Dolores, and last Sunday of the month at 4 at Bar at Dolores. So, and uh, apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2021. It's going to be uh, October 10th through 16th this year. So, okay, bye! <laughs>
vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. This is Crucial Matters with Mutiny Radio. Pick up the number one station, a ruling nation. Give it to me every time. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. Wait a second, I know this Too song. Too long. We have gone the without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. is fighting the president of Colombia. Stephanie Jemison is one of the most feared women in Bangladesh. And Stella Mason is a dangerous element, according to the government of China. These people are all members of Amnesty International. When Oren writes a letter to the president of Colombia, innocent citizens might not be rounded up and killed. When Stephanie sends a fax to the prime minister of Bangladesh, innocent women might not be beaten. Stella sends an email to the president of China. Innocent Chinese citizens might not be tortured. And if enough members write in, these things might never happen again. Join Amnesty International during our 40th anniversary. Take some of those ideas and say, well, uh, this element made them move, or they, this type of bass sound really excites people or this type these type of highs or this type of voices or whatever we ex- we see immediate reactions
folks who wrote our constitution had the idea for this plan and it's been used in our elections since our government began when you pull down all my levers for the person of your choice you're also choosing state electors who will have the final voice they're called the electoral college and they'll need to stipulate who the voters have selected to be the winner in each state now the number of electors that your state is going to get is based on total population that's the formula that's set and when the popular vote is counted to find a winner in each state each state will pledge all of its electors to choose the winning candidate i like it i like it Just a little tiny hair. The electors give that person all their votes. And it's considered fair and square. I'm gonna send your vote to college. When you vote for president. And now the electoral college will work the way our founders meant. So what if they don't have a big macho football team? It's every politician.
Peace.